Please do now be seated as we hear the words of Holy Scripture for today. Read them from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will take a sprig from the lofty top of a cedar. I will set it up. I will break off a tender one from the topmost of its young twigs. I myself will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel, I will plant it in order that it may produce bows and bear fruit and become a noble cedar. Under it, every kind of bird will live. In the shade of its branches will nest winged creatures of every kind. All the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. I bring low the high tree, I make high the low tree, I dry up the green tree, I make the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will accomplish it. The response is, it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to tell of your loving kindness early in the morning and of your faithfulness in the night season. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. On the psaltery and on the lyre and the melody of the harp, for you have made me glad by your acts, O Lord, and I shout for joy because of the works of your hands. It is, it a, is good a good thing, thing to, give to give thanks, thanks to, the to the Lord. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree and shall spread abroad like the door of Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. They shall still bear fruit in old age, they shall be green and succulent, that they may show how upright the Lord is, my rock in whom there is no fault. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. Second reading. A reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we do have confidence, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him, for all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each may receive a recompense for what has been done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we try to persuade others, but we ourselves are known well to God, and I hope that we are also well known to your consciousness. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you an opportunity to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast in outward appearance and not in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God, it is... If we are in our right mind, it is for you. The love of Christ urges us on, because we are convinced that one has died for us all. Therefore, all have died, and he died for all, so that those who live might live no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view. We know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. 
Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand as you are able to to receive the Holy Gospel. Lips and in your heart that you may worthily proclaim this holy gospel in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia, alleluia. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the crowd, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them, as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. God of the living word, give us the faith to receive your message the wisdom to understand what it means, and the courage to put it into practice. Amen. Today's gospel is very familiar. It's one of a series of parables about the kingdom of God. Each parable gives the reader a glimpse of what it means to increase a knowledge in the kingdom. We've just heard that the mustard seed can grow quickly to a 15-foot tree, big and leafy enough to provide a home for birds. And what's interesting is that the seed itself is unremarkable, and so it isn't a desired addition to any garden. It usually lies unnoticed in a sack with another seed. In fact, it can begin its growth as a weed which hides among other weeds. And because some believe that it takes up so much valuable space, it's usually weeded out with the rest of the unwanted plants. Yet Jesus uses this parable to make a direct comparison between the mustard seed and the kingdom. He is saying that the kingdom might appear to be small and insignificant, but like the tiny mustard seed grows into a large shrub, so the kingdom one day will grow, and then its real significance will be seen by all. 
For Christians today, we understand that it's through our combined and incremental efforts that the kingdom grows, that God uses people from all walks of life to transform his world, albeit that for many, they might be seen to be people who go unnoticed, who some might consider to be inconsequential. Now, I was recently listening to a podcast about a man who is dyslexic, is dyslexic and dyspraxia, and who was initially overlooked because people didn't understand how to deal with his needs. He explained that he didn't learn to read until the age of 13, yet he went on to achieve a first-class degree here in the UK and subsequently a PhD from an Ivy League university in the USA. The man said that he's now determined to ensure that future generations are not held back by educational inequality. Today's gospel also reminds me of the kingdom building efforts of Olive Morris, who in terms of UK civil rights was a vital figure. Diane Abbott, who made history by becoming the first black woman ever to be elected to parliament. And despite the cruel and unfair treatment that she sometimes receives even today via social media, Miss Abbott was, has not been deterred, but continues to make a significant difference in the field of racial inequality. I'm also reminded of Baroness Doreen Lawrence, who has tirelessly campaigned for police reform since her son, Stephen, was murdered in 1993. These people from different walks of public life, all from humble beginnings, were, and some still are, prepared to defy the status quo. And for me, they give hope to those of us who may feel uncertain about who we are and what we are called to do. They remind me that there is hope for every child of God, that no matter our status, our race, our gender, our sexuality, our faith, no matter how tiny our impact might be, we all have something to give. The parable of the mustard seed tells us that our small and seemingly invaluable seed should not be dismissed or even underestimated because its effects because the effects of our combined small efforts can result in the manifestation of great things. A theologian puts it this way. This parable says, never be daunted by small beginnings. It may seem that at the moment we can produce only very small effect, but if that small effect is repeated and repeated, it will become very great. So, if like me, you sometimes feel it's not worth starting something because the chances are it won't work, then today's gospel might act as a reminder that everything must have a beginning, that nothing begins its life fully grown. It's our calling to be agents of God's kingdom. But Mark encourages us to practice both faith and patience, 
just like the birds wait for the tiny mustard seed to grow into a large shrub. He invites us to wait for the still, small voice of God who helps us to clearly distinguish our gifts. For as Samuel tells us, the Lord does not see as mortals see, they look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. God sees our hearts, so he knows that we have the potential to grow so large as to collectively transform our small corner of the world here in South Norwood. And it's from such changes that the day will come when God's will will be done as perfectly on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.